Hi, welcome to part two of the first episode of Front Room. Do you want to listen to some people's music? About some stuff they've seen on TV. And then carry on listening to Front Room. So, next up on the podcast is Quick Rex. Quick Rex. Quick Rex. So, we've got a long watch. Gotta rattle through these. Yeah, I'm going to be as fast as I... But sometimes there are things that I want to say about them. Right. Long watch. Do Mad Men. Need, do we need a jingle for that? No. Okay. Mad Men. It's so this is a, a programme that you can watch spend a lot of for time a long there. time. It's I can't good. remember a time where it wasn't there. For me, it was... It's, it's part of It's your been a constant life. for around eight years. Yes. And I've got, I'm four episodes off... The last episode now. So you're rewatching it? No, no, I'm, I've. It's oh, taken you, me eight years. Oh, it's taken you to that get through long it to because, get because it. It's, as I say, a backup program. So there's a, a lot of telly to be watched, but sometimes you'd be like, "Oh, it's finished all the all the programs." Yeah. Let's watch a Madman, and um, that's why I've made it last eight years. But I'm a little nervous about it being about over. what I'm going to do when it's over because I'm not going to have that safety blanket. Well, uh, that's the same with Friends, isn't it? What do you do when Friends is over? Start it again. Start again. And nothing really happens. Happens in it, which is no. That's great. why I think you need to tell people when recommending Mad Men to stick with it, even if they don't know what's happening. Quite a lot of the time, all that's happening is people are doing various facial expressions at each other. But the, it's great to watch. But it's really fun to watch. It's quite unique in that sense because there it, it, it really is nothing to it. <laughs> but yet, I love it. Why do we do this? For the sex. But it's always disappointing. I don't like what we're doing. So you're drinking with a purpose. I'm tired of this piddly shit. I'm tired of living in this delusion that we're going somewhere when we can't even give Christmas bonuses. It does make you want to drink and smoke, though. I always crave whiskey and cigarettes <laughs> throughout which I don't get with friends. Um, so, yeah, definitely watch Mad Men if you haven't already. Quick as that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... What's next? Short watch. Short watch. Now, this is something that is not got many episodes. Not got many episodes, or maybe the episodes are shorter. And what was can, what's this? Uh, flowers. Yep. Is that... Yeah. Do we expand on that? It's a comedy, isn't it? It's a dark comedy, I would Drama? Say. It's a family, a family drama comedy with elements of fantasy. It's just very good. It's got good folk in it. It's got... Uh, Julian Barrett. Julian Barrett. It's got Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Coleman. And other people. Oh, they're all good. The guy who plays Shun. Uh, he writes it. He writes he? it, yeah. And that's an incredible character, really interesting character. He's very, very funny. Life is like toilet, Mr. Flowers. Sometimes you have so much rubbish in your stomach, you have gigantic poo. So huge, of course, blocking the toilet. Big panic, you're trying to flush, poking with a coat hanger, use your finger. Too embarrassed to ask for help. My gosh, what shall I do? Mm. But tell truth, Mr. Flowers. No problem if you ask for help. Excuse me, I might have gigantic poo. Somebody please help for unblock my toilet. Okay, the next thing is costume drama. Costume dramas. Because I'm constantly searching for things where people wear costumes. 
from the olden times because sometimes that's what you want to watch. Rarely for me. No? I will be honest. I certainly don't seek them out. You don't purposefully seek out bodices? Absolutely and, uh, not. But if they happen to be on, Fine. I'll give it a chance. Okay. What have you got? I'm recommending Godless, which is on Netflix, which is about a town in America. (laughs) I was going to say Wild West town. And then I thought, is it in the West? America. America is technically the West. Is it in the West of America? Is what? In the town where where it's set. I don't know. I've never seen it. Well. What? Is it in the past? Presumably. it's, It's in the past. It's in the late 1800s. It's about a, Must be the Wild Wild West. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Do you say Wild Wild, wild, wild west, west every time? Is it sometimes just one wild? The Wild West. The wild West. Yeah. And they've, they're in a town where there's a, a mine and the men go down the mine and there's a disaster and they all die. So the town is mainly made up of women. Sure. And on first glance, that's a really interesting idea. Mm. I think all the characters are going to be women. They're going to be running the town. Yeah. And actually, that's not really the case. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. What? I thought you were recommending no, it. No, I am recommending it. Right. But because there's still this one particular really, really good character who was the mayor of the town's wife and she's taken over his... Um, Mayoral duties. Duties. And she's just a really good character to watch. She's very watchable. She just literally wears the trousers in the programme and she's worth it. A woman wearing trousers in the Wild West. <laughs> And <laughs> uh, what was that? A quick... No, that was a... Costume, costume drama. Costume drama because all, of the trousers. Because of the trousers. <laughs> Tis a fearful thing to love what death can touch. To love. To hope. To dream. To be. To lose. For your life has lived in me. To remember this brings painful joy. I also wanted to mention Poldark. Uh, maybe sure if we've got time. In a different episode. Put it in a different episode. So Poldark is another We're costume going drama that um, I don't watch. I don't. How are we going to talk about it, Caitlin? I don't know why people like it, because I think... This is great content. Because <laughs> I think uh, it's not a very good, interesting story. None of the actors can really act. I don't understand him... I don't know why people fancy him because he's not very nice to anyone. He doesn't, when he was in Being Human, he was a really nice character with a little bit of depth and you really fancied him. Right. But in this, he has no depth. He's, got his he's top like off, dead he? behind his eyes, but he does have his top off quite a lot. Well, there you go. Why is it okay for women to ogle him with his top off, but it's not okay to objectify women? <laughs> Zoe Williams put forward a very convincing argument as to why it's okay to ogle Aidan Turner in it with his shirt off. Shoot. And it is basically because of the idea that women don't enjoy sex and that because we don't enjoy sex, we use sex manipulatively and that that's a bit of a myth and that in order to bust this myth, we must show people at all times that we do enjoy sex. And one way to do that is to go, look at him in Poldark. It's quite a convincing, dramas. yeah. It's quite a convincing argument, although I don't entirely agree with it. Mm. <laughs> but I just think actually, women like to ogle characters. Is it primarily costume dramas? I think so. Yeah. Why is I that? I don't know because that's safer because it's not because it's not it's, it's in the past. obtainable. Yes. I've seen a picture of him. He's got a good top. <laughs> good top off. 
<laughs> yes. Top marks on the top yeah, half. Yeah, he's got a great top half. I've not, that's all I've seen of it. I've seen him with a scythe. What's he do? Is he a crop harvester, presumably? <laughs> he like owns his own little bit of land. He's a sort of minor member of the gentry. Right. So I'm, just, I'm confused. Are you recommending Poldark? I'm just bitching about it. Yes. Just talking about it, and that's okay. That's all What's right. next? Documentary recommendation. Time for our docu pick. This one's. Is this the last one? Be longer because we can. It's gonna be a long one. We are choosing the staircase, also known as. I didn't get that. Death you... on the stairs. So mm. it was originally. It was a storyville on the BBC, and it was called Death on the Stairs. It became the staircase netflix documentary it's the same film in same fact. film just renamed they've just renamed it and added a couple on. of episodes and you can tell in the the added on episodes there's a little bit more production value they've obviously had a bit of money injected and also it's 10 years in the future it's 10 years in the future they originally better cameras have been better cameras have invented. Been invented in many ways it's a similar experience to watching this time next year uh with davina mccall because <laughs> you watch episode eight or whatever it is and it's 1990... 2001. And then you tune into the next episode, you've skipped forward 10 years, you can see how everyone's aged. And they have aged quite badly. Some of them have. Mm. So originally when they made this documentary, I don't think that they knew what they were filming. So they were filming this guy um, whose wife had just been killed or died in a kind of horrific way. And then during the course of the documentary filming, he was arrested for her murder. And so you get a really good unfolding of his story. I can vividly remember finding Kathleen. 911, where's your emergency? My wife's had an accident. She's still breathing. What kind of accident? Kathleen Peterson was found dead at the bottom of the couple's staircase. Peterson's husband is novelist Michael Peterson. The cop was on me instantly. There was sufficient evidence to warrant a trial. The injuries are not consistent with a fall down the stairs. The charge? First degree murder. The really interesting bit, I think, for me, was the way the court case worked and the way his lawyer sort of argued the case. He's a, just a really good, charismatic bloke. Good at his job. But you've got that problem of that person who's really, really charismatic. And obviously it was quite an expensive lawyer, I think, for him. Because his wife was quite rich when she died, wasn't she? Yes, they were both novelists. No, or, she, no was, she was he, a, he was a novelist. He's a novelist. She was a... Like a banker of some sort? Oh, or? was she? I feel like she worked in finance. This is a negative point of the documentary, which mm-hmm. I'd like to flag, that having sat through hours and hours and hours and hours of this documentary about her murder, I don't feel like I know anything about, about her. the woman who's been murdered. I don't couldn't, couldn't tell you what she did. Yes, It's all about Yeah, because she has got um, sisters and a daughter who you see every now and again in the courtroom, but you never hear from. So the you documentary don't. makers either didn't reach out to them or they didn't want to talk to the documentary makers because you never get their perspective. Yeah, the, his lawyer is obviously very skillful, but also not very likeable, I don't think. He's very cocky. And it makes the jury not particularly like him. On the other hand, when you're watching the documentary, you see more of their conversations. So you obviously start to think he hasn't done it. Mm. What do you think? Do you think he did it or not? I don't know. Uh, it's made me realise I'm very 
easily persuaded either way. And it's the same when I did actual jury, jury service. service. Are you allowed to talk about that? Probably not. But it was the same situation where one minute I would be like, absolutely convinced. This guy is... Guy or girl has done it. Yeah. But it, was a, it was a chap. You're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> no one's going to narrow it down from that, are they? It was a human and... <laughs> One minute of the day, I'd be like, absolutely, this human has, done, has it. done it. And then you know, 30 seconds later, I could be like, oh, God. This human this, is innocent. This poor human. And it's the same with the documentary. Or just even just one Thing. little piece of it. That's why I would recommend anyone doing jury service, take a notepad, make a little note. Did you of, not make notes? No, no, no. no. Very similar to uh, <laughs> the way I've approached this podcast. Not to I try. see myself as above... <laughs> A pen and paper, but I regret it, especially now. You know, an innocent man is in prison. <laughs> it's uh, risky jokes. That was it? a joke, <laughs> but it's true because there's like just one piece of evidence can change your whole your outlook. Yeah, and as viewers, however much we feel like we are watching a straightforward documentary that records everything, we are no way seeing every single piece of evidence that gets no. in front of the courtroom. What I do find interesting about Staircase in particular is the idea of reasonable doubt because it seems like there was lots of reasonable doubt. Well, yeah, that's and that's what the, the, the problem that some people on the jury, when I did jury service, couldn't seem to understand. They were saying, I know without a doubt in my mind that this person Human. did it then you have to say, do you know that? Or are you saying, I think, think that. that? And they were saying, yeah, I think it. Like, well, that means that you can't prove that he or she has done it. And they're like, yeah, yeah I know, I know, but I, I know that I know because I've seen these this type of people before. Before, and people are using their own experiences. Which is why in Scotland, they have different system where it's not proven, that's it. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. It's guilty. Or not proven. And that is why language is so more. important. Yes, it makes a lot more sense. Should, Should we, we get our guest speaker in? Let's try. <laughs> so we're joined by um, Ruth Stone, who is an expert uh, television detective. <laughs> Ruth has listened to the podcast surrounding this case. So she's got extra insight. To put this on. So what, the podcast is called... Uh, it's called Beyond Reasonable Doubt. And it covers the same case, but it's nothing to do with the filmmakers. Completely separate from the documentary. The documentary. documentary. Yeah. It's a different perspective from the TV documentary. Yes, it's definitely biased against Michael Peterson, but I didn't fully realise that until watching The Staircase, which obviously gives the opposite opinion. Because when we started watching the documentary, you said, oh yeah, he's definitely done it. It's just, it's quite interesting. But then five episodes in, you were like, oh my God. I really don't want him to have done it, but Mm. I think it's likely that he did it. Mm. And what's this owl theory? Owl theory is essential. (laughs) So she's going to have any understanding of this case. (laughs) (laughs) She dies in their house, but their house is quite like rural, is it? It's a big house in quite a rural Or like area, mid-America. Yeah. One of the reasons they don't believe that she died just by falling downstairs is that she had loads of cuts and abrasions on the, on the top of her head that meant that she actually died from bleeding to death. Is that right? Yes. So one of the explanations that the 
prosecution used for the cuts on the top of her head, which didn't cause any brain damage but did break the skin, was that he, Michael Peterson, beat her to death with this blow poke instrument, which I presume is a poker for the fire. They were struggling to explain all these sort of scratches and cuts on the top of her scalp. Is that what the owl theory is? Yes, owl theory is very much what it says. <laughs> I still don't understand so it, So owl Ruth. theory is that an owl did it. No. <laughs> yes. An owl did it. Yes. Because he so, does say in one of the episodes, on the one of the newer additional episodes, he's giving sort of like face-on interviews to the camera and he just says, you know, whether you believe that it that I did it or she fell down the stairs or, um, you know, a pterodactyl threw, flew in and scratched oh, yeah. her head to pieces. Yeah, I and I thought, was he talking about a pterodactyl? That's the idea behind owl. Things. And where did the, what happened to the owl? He flew know. off. The other thing is, oh. there was a feather. No. <laughs> where? I think it was found in Kathleen's hair. What? So... For the benefit yeah. of the tape, Ruth just performed a small bow at the end <laughs> of that sentence, as if to say, my work here is done. Yes, that's it Changing me. hearts and minds, <laughs> questioning perspectives. Why don't we just suck off this podcast to a podcast about this case? Or just solve other murder cases? Join us next week when we take on... The O.J. Simpson The O.J. Simpson trial. Ooh. Thanks for listening. Our podcast is not funded by anyone. If you are interested, give me a bell. <laughs> Um, Put some music on. Just listen to some people speak about some stuff they've seen on TV. So tune into the next episode of Front Room.